Thank you for joining us. We have recently recorded three episodes to share with you in the hopes that they assist with some tricky but essential topics. At least you get to listen to these at leisure and in your own comfortable choice of setting. Our three episodes cover getting your affairs in order, what can we do about affairs when somebody is dying, and what to do when somebody has died. My name is Sarah Dodd and I'm Head of Legacies at the Dorothy House. Each year, one in five of our patients is cared for with thanks to gifts left in wills, and this is why legacies are so important to us. Today, I'm very privileged to be joined by David Hill, who is a partner in the private client team at Mergers Druid. Welcome, Dave. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, yes, thank you. So I'm a partner in the Bath office. Uh, we cover Bath, Wells and Sherborne. Um, I've been with uh, Mergers Druid for 20 years, which seems a very long time, um, but um, we've had a long uh, uh, and good relationship with Dorothy House throughout that time. Today we're going to chat about what we can do to get affairs in order when somebody is dying. I'm hoping by chatting with David that we might be able to answer some questions that could be of concern to some or even openly chat about things that nobody wants to talk about at all. So I'm going to open with the first question, Dave. Are deathbed wills a good idea? Um, I think asking whether they're a good idea might be uh, um, uh, not the, the right question. Uh, is that um, Can you make a deathbed will? The answer is yes, that's, that's an option. Um, what I would say is that if there's an opportunity not to leave it too long, um, that would be first choice. Um, so if you have a scenario where uh, either you or, or a family member has been given a life-limiting diagnosis, clearly that's going to be an incredibly upsetting and testing time. Uh, and part of our nature is that we move discussions about wills and finance and what might happen away because that's that's the way we are. What I would say is is try to push against that and address it if you have been unfortunate in, a, in having that diagnosis it's something that needs to be dealt with. And quite often what we find is uh, when, you, when you might be in a desperate situation where there's certain things, uh, certain choices that have been taken out of your hands, sorting out your affairs and getting a will in order is actually something tangible that you can take control of and you can do. Um, and that can be a, a positive uh, in a roundabout way. So the first part I would say is if this ever becomes a factor, try to address it, grasp the nettle, pick up the phone uh, and and just talk to us about it or, or to someone who deals with this sort of thing. Talk to them as soon as possible and get it done. Circumstances may dictate that that's not possible um, or you find yourself in a situation where uh, the time is short. Uh, and I would say the same thing, talk to us. Uh, if there is something that we can do, we will do. Um, but as time goes on, sometimes there are other issues that come to, to, to play, uh, such as capacity. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, and capacity, there, there's a legal test for capacity when wills are being made in particular and also with powers of attorney. Uh, I won't go to that in, in, in any great detail, but just I think it's relevant to know uh, that if capacity becomes an issue, then what that can do is throw doubt on any documents that are completed whilst capacity is an issue. It's not a complete no-no uh, because capacity is not a straight line. You, you know, uh, from time to time we have capacity to do certain things and to make certain decisions. 
uh, uh, so it, it's it, it's not that you can't do it if there's any question of capacity, um, but it just means that there are other steps to go through. Um, ideally, if capacity uh, has been addressed, um, and that could be because of an illness or because of medication, there are certain steps that anyone helping you prepare a legal document needs to go through. Uh, and sometimes that needs specific uh, medical input, um, which is not always on hand immediately. Um, so again, it's just do it sooner rather than later. Get it done, get it off the to-do list, treat it as a positive uh, if, if you possibly can. I think a lot of people are very fearful of it, but once they've done it, the sense of relief that comes with that is enormous, but you can't, it's hard to say that without actually seeing it in practice or following through with it. I think that's absolutely right, and 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 any 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 lawyer that practices in this area will will be aware of that. They'll be aware of the nervousness and 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 anyone's situation, irrespective of what it might be. What we try and do is make it as easy as possible, and without being too flippant about it, it's one of the few things where you come and talk to a lawyer and tell them what to do rather than the other <laughs> way around. Um, and and as I say it's the, the the satisfaction and the peace of mind of getting that job done. Uh, it really can be very, very important, um, irrespective of circumstances. Most of the time, it's, it's a huge relief to, 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 to get it sorted, really. But Dave, what happens if the person is actually too unwell to make a will? Well, the simple answer is they can't. Uh, 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 there is an option, uh, something called a statutory will, which I won't go into too much detail because it's rarely going to be a solution because of the timeframes and involvement of the court. Not necessarily... All lost if uh, if someone can't make a will. Uh, the, the the legal fallback is um, something called the intestacy provisions, which is where the law dictates where the assets of someone who's died without making a will where they where they go. Sometimes that's okay. Sometimes it's not. If it's not what the person would have wanted, and everyone who's involved as a beneficiary of their estate is aware of that and uh, agrees with that. Ironically, it is possible to create a document which is almost like a will that's created for the person after they've died. Um, and that's where all beneficiaries get together and make uh, and agree what, what that is. The technical term for it is a deed of variation, sometimes called a deed of family arrangement, which I think is probably a good description. Um, but that has to be volunteered um, if there is an agreement and that causes a problem. And sometimes that can be... Uh, an estate that gets contested and, and that's that's something to be avoided at all costs. So the, the idea that I'm sitting with is doing a will is first prize always for everybody involved and then there are other options afterwards if that doesn't happen but they will attract costs I would think and possibly non-agreement that's right cases. absolutely right so so yes there if there isn't a will there are other avenues to go down um, but they're by no means guaranteed to be avenues that you can complete uh, uh, or uh, that are going to end up with an absolutely satisfactory uh, outcome. Um, quite often, you know, we, we'll talk to families or even people that really don't want to make a will and, and the phrase that's often used is, well, everybody knows what I want. That's not enough. Unfortunately, we have quite a strict legal system, as it should be, because you know, a will deals with everything that we've built up and is, is important to us. Uh, so uh, if, if, if it's possible, yes, you should make a will when you, when you have the, the ability to do so. If that can't happen, 
that it, it all is not lost, but there are no guarantees from that point on. And I don't want to be too negative about it, but I can't emphasize the, the, the importance and the problems that a simple will will solve. How fast can you do a will? Um, very quickly. Uh, and I know that's not an absolute answer, but you know, within reason, if we can sit in front of someone, then we're in a position to make a will for them. Um, so it's it's simply a, a matter of logistics. If we can if we can talk to someone, then we're already in the process of, of getting a will prepared for them if they're in a position uh, to to be able to talk to us properly about it. It reminds me of when one of the colleagues from Merger's Druid came after hours to the hospice one night to do a will for a very young lady. She was in her early 20s. And um, the colleague came through and they helped Nikki do a will that evening. There were problems with printers, so we emailed it through. And by the next morning, Nikki signed her will. And I think she passed away within a couple of days thereafter. But the piece that they had given her was huge. And um, it's something that I think people take for granted is that lawyers are not always scary and frightening, but actually they can be a lifeline sometimes. Absolutely. And, and as I say, we will do everything we possibly can to achieve uh, an outcome that, that works uh, both in time and in location and, and everything else. But what I would say is it's, it's easier for everybody concerned that if there's more time, yeah. not always possible, I fully appreciate that. And they say we'll work with what we've got. Um, and we do understand that we're dealing with people, not bits of paper. Um, and, uh, it, it, you know, sometimes that doesn't fall in line with what we'd like. That is true. Thank you, Dave, for your time today. Um, I think the information has been useful and I am sure that it's answered some of the questions that we hold but don't actually openly ask out loud. If anyone listening has any questions or they'd like to get in contact with us, please do go to the Dorothy House website or the Moses Drews website. You can get hold of us. Um, and just again, thank you for your time, Dave, and sitting with me and going through the questions. And thank you, Sarah, for asking me to come along and, and talk to you all. It's always a privilege. And I would echo what you've said. Uh, if you've got any questions or if there's any circumstances you've got you want to talk to us, just pick up the phone. Uh, we're really not that scary. Uh, and uh, we do understand that we're dealing with people here, so we will do what we can.